We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Post Game Show, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, JD Silva, here to discuss the nerve-wracking, turmoil-filled win the Thunder just had over the Detroit Pistons. Uh, before I get started uh, breaking this one down, be sure to sub to us wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. You can find our content on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Boy, thank you all uh, for following along uh, in the chat. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, this one will be talked about for uh, we have a lot to talk about. Let's just let's just say um, both today on this podcast and uh, moving forward. Boy, um, yeah, so so much to discuss. Eamon in our chat already already saying that J Dub has hit the one k points mark as a rookie. Um, wow, Let, let's uh, let's start digging in. What a what a nightmare of a game! <laughs> exciting finish, exciting result. But uh, if I could go back and maybe not sign up to cover this game and just not have to watch every aching minute of it, uh, that would be nice. <laughs> this was really hard to watch uh, because it's the Detroit Pistons, and you expect uh, a certain result out of that out of that matchup. But uh, the Thunder moved to thirty eight and thirty nine on the season. Game coming up against Indiana on Friday. Starting lineup for tonight was Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Isaiah Joe, J Dub, and J Will. A few takeaways for you before we break down the game step by step. Uh, first one, and I think really the most meaningful thing to take away from this one is that no matter how ugly this game was, this young team without its best player closed out a very tight and very meaningful game on their own. 
they found a way to do it uh, in the end. And that's big for them. It's big for their development. There's been a lot of discussion about development in general after last night's performance. Uh, tonight is big for that. Really big. Um, second takeaway, uh, let's talk about Lou Dort's bounce back. Um, and third, J-Dub's dominance. I have a fun stat that our good friend Nick Crane tweeted out we can discuss. Um, quarter one, to start breaking this one down. Um, first, let me just say, there's already a discussion in the chat. The Silva curse is not real. It's not. I've, well, I have to look at my record at this point, but I think I'm over 500. I think. Anyway, quarter one, it's immediately clear uh, that Detroit, who just cannot stop trading for centers and drafting centers, um, is going to give going to give OKC some trouble on the glass, on the offensive glass, on the defensive glass. Doesn't matter. Just gobbling up second chance opportunities as often as they could. That was clear from the get go. What was also clear is that Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams, J Dub, uh, were going to be aggressive right out of the gate, just like they were last night against the Hornets. They picked up right where they left off uh, with the right attitude coming out. They, they didn't look they didn't look like crestfallen and sad about that game. Um, so that was awesome to see right out of right out of the gates. Uh, the defense, it's hard, it's hard to comment a ton on the individual defense. It's, it's when you have, I mean, they, they started Marvin Bagley and, uh, Wiseman, James Wiseman could remember his first name. Uh, so it's tough. Like the individual on ball defense was fine here in the first, but the, you could, they just kept passing it to Wiseman and Bagley and getting easy buckets, getting and ones, getting offensive rebounds. So up and down as far as my defensive commentary early on. Um, get a little Eugene Omarui return game. Got a, a brief applause from the crowd. Just a guy they recognized. Um, right away, it was it was pretty clear, almost near the end of the first, that this was going to be a close game, closer than any of us wanted it to be against the first, the, the worst or second worst team in the entire NBA. Um, Jalen Duran, Marvin Bagley, Wiseman just tearing us up on the on the inside, uh, and it was it was tough. Uh, but they move on to quarter two. Uh, Thunder offense honestly looks good, looks really good to me. Um, ball movement not an issue. Guys are efficient. We see the same trio kind of step up right away that stepped up last night in Isaiah Joe, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, um, and that continued here as well. Uh, midway through the second, though, Detroit already had 14 second chance points. I started to think this game could be really dark, and boy, it almost was. It almost was. Um, fortunately, our guy Aaron Wiggins comes off the bench and has some massive minutes in the second quarter. The Thunder desperately needed someone outside of those three I just mentioned to come in and score, and Aaron Wiggins provided that. He had, before halftime, he came in and got 13 points on five of six shooting. Um Awesome. Really happy for him. Should have got more minutes last night, I think. Uh, got 31 minutes tonight, so good for him. Going to hear another good for him later. I'm about to drop the Jacob sounder. Um, now we are still in the second quarter. Things are uh, close, very close still. We do get Ludort's best dunk of the year. Please comment if I am... Missing another one, but uh, Lou Dort posterized Marvin Bagley. Um, I wrote in my notes, Lou Dort poster, you are forgiven for your inefficiency. So let's all golf clap for Lou Dort. Uh, great job. 
he actually had a great game. We're going to talk about it. Um, but the Thunder were, despite all that that I just said, they were down two heading into halftime. Uh, really unfortunate. Um, quarter three, get a couple of J. Will booms to open up the game. I love that that's his like signature thing. Uh, this And the Thunder in quarter three do start pulling away. My stress starts to leave me a little bit. I start to feel better about things. Um, Detroit's offense just went totally cold because they don't have a lot of good players out there. They had like Corey Joseph probably had the highest usage rate on their team outside of Jaden Ivey, um, which was tough. And Corey Joseph would just be a demon against the Thunder for uh, most of this game. Wish that was not the case. Um, but yeah, the so the Detroit offense is struggling. It looks like the Thunder are kind of making a run. Uh, Wiggins just making awesome plays throughout. And he ended up with 19 points on the game. Um, this is when I, I note that uh, Joe Masada from the Oklahoma points out that of the thun- of the Thunder's 16 bench points midway through the third quarter, Aaron Wiggins had 15 of those 16 points. Uh, so pretty wild stat there. Um, at this point, I'm realizing that Detroit is giving Lou Dort as many open looks as he could possibly want. Um, fortunately, Lou Dort was playing at home, and he hit a lot of those open looks. So good for him. Um, the Thunder did just decide to keep giving up wide open threes, though. They weren't closing out. They weren't getting back to their guys after a switch fast enough, I don't think. Um, and Detroit made them pay. They kept hitting wide open one wide open three after another. Um, they actually finished 48% from three on the night. So uh, they, they were 16 of 33, and it felt like it. They hit a ton of them. That's how they stayed in the game for the most part. And it was guys like RJ Hampton and Corey Joseph and Jaden Ivey, who is like a 33% or less shooter from three this season, That which is why it made it all feel more more annoying. Um, J-Dub comes in and kind of saves it a little bit, goes on a quick five-point run of his own. It's 84-80 in OKC's favor heading into the fourth. Not what you want in a, uh, I think we should call it a must-win game. The Mavericks lost tonight, so the, cha- the standings wouldn't have really changed. Had the Thunder also lost, but uh, the very important win uh, for sure. So Dubs, Dubs scoring those five at the end of the third were crucial, I think, moving forward. So heading into the fourth quarter, we immediately get a Trey Man deep three. And that dude put a sock in my mouth tonight. Great for him. We've slandered Trey Man all year. And you know what he does? Hits a deep three. And then immediately after, airballs the same Look, tough season for our boy, Trey Man. Tough season. What can you do? Uh, Detroit keeps burying open threes. I start to feel sick. I start to feel depressed. I'm posting King of the Hill memes on, on the uncontested Twitter account. I don't know what else to do to handle. I wish I didn't have to watch this game at this point. Things were bad. Uh, my notes become very disorganized and cluttered here. I'm just typing things like, oh, my God, it's tied. What is happening? Um, and this is when things start to turn a little bit in OKC's favor. Um, Lou Dort, who played his ass off, especially in the fourth quarter, um, just make, made a bunch of clutch plays. Jay Will Pitt had, I think, three charges drawn tonight, at least two. One of them was in this run when it looked like Detroit was maybe going to take the lead. Um, shortly after, Josh Giddy steals. The ball gets it to J-Dub, who scores again. J-Dub's kind of propelling the offense for the most part later into this fourth quarter. Uh, Josh doing a good job dishing, but is missing a lot of his own shots. 
We then get a flagrant uh, James Wiseman uh, elbows, not elbows, kind of forearm hits Jay Will in the head as he's going up for a shot, gets a flagrant. Uh, Jay Will attempts those free throws. And then uh, J-Dub is called for a foul off ball, so it kind of negates the advantage of the flagrant in that sense. And then Detroit goes and ties it up. And then Lou Dort, our savior, our bounce-back king, hits a clutch and one on the other side. J-Will gets another charge. And mind you, there's like less than two minutes left at this point in the game. J-Dub hits an insane clutch jumper. Uh, we'll call it a jumper. It was like really close to the basket. Um, and then Corey Joseph, Spurs legend, Toronto Raptor legend, hits a clutch three to put Detroit up one with less than 30 seconds left. Time for one possession, I think. I'd want to say there was 11 seconds. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, just a brutal situation. It's like, this is a must-win game. You're down by one to the Detroit Pistons, the worst team in the NBA. And uh, now it's up to these guys who, if our average age with SGA and Kenrich was the youngest in the NBA, what the hell is their average age without both of those guys? That's who was out on the floor tonight. So huge possession, 11 seconds left. Results in a jump ball that Lou Dort manages to grab and hang on to. So you got Lou Dort going up for a jump ball against, I forget who exactly. My mind was so clouded in the chaos. Uh, he was up against a much larger player. But Lou Dort wins the jump ball, gets it to Giddy, who misses it. But who's there? None other than J-Dub to clean up the mess and hit the putback with 0.5 seconds left, winning the game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. My God, what a game. I didn't I didn't know what I was going to do if the Thunder lost this game. Omarui, thank you chat. Uh it was Eugene Omarui who Luador had to uh do the jump ball against. So that that's it's fun. Um I didn't know what I was going to do if the Thunder lost this game. I thought about just firing up the live stream and just staring at you all in silence for 20 minutes. Uh I thought about just you know, firing up the Twitch stream, playing some video games. I don't know. This was not a game I wanted to talk about. Had they lost, um, but we're here. They won. That's the, that's what is most important. It was ugly. That's fine. Ultimately, that is fine. SGA will hopefully be back soon. Mark said he was feeling better, just not ready to play yet. So hopefully, Friday against the Pacers, which is another. I mean, if they if we're gonna count the weaker opponents, we gotta lump the Pacers in there. That's a game the Thunder need to win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We shall see. We shall see. Let's get into some personal analysis before we get out of here. Um, I made this point a bit earlier. Um, but I'll I'll make it again now just to reiterate it. It is hard with how young this lineup was the Thunder put out. You got a 20 and 21-year-old closing out this game, this must-win game late into the NBA season to hopefully make the playoffs. And they delivered. Regardless of of how ugly that deliver that delivering was, they were there, they won the game, they grabbed the game, got the result they wanted. Uh, very, very proud of that. That is something we can all be proud of. Um, them being put in this position was really important. I know there was so much discussion yesterday about who is getting minutes. Um, why are we prioritizing certain players? Why are we trying to develop guys that are low on the totem pole um, as far as valuable assets, valuable players? Why are we playing a guy like Jared Butler? Why are we playing a guy like JRE for like 19 minutes in a row? Um, Why are we playing Poku for a long stretch of time when he's clearly out of rhythm and not really ready? That didn't happen tonight necessarily. Let me tell you the minutes distribution as I'm going on a bit of a tangent here through my personal analysis, but that's all right. We get J. Will. This is why I know Mark wanted to, Mark truly, truly wanted to win this game. And maybe... Maybe this is part of his grand development plan, but the minutes distribution tell me otherwise. Jay Will, 32 minutes. Isaiah Joe, 33 minutes. Lou Dort, 38 minutes. J-Dub, 37 minutes. Josh Giddy, 34 minutes. Aaron Wiggins, 31 minutes. Then it is a massive drop-off to Trey Mann with nine minutes. Usman Jing, eight minutes. Olivier Saar, seven minutes. Then even less, JRE, four minutes. Poku, three minutes. It was very clear what the goal was, who they needed to play to achieve that goal. Really glad Mark stuck to his guns, didn't just try, didn't just try things um, for the sake of development. I think this game and playing that set of players who I think we would all say like probably have a future on this team, all the guys I named there that have that got the most minutes. Um, there are guys below that that will obviously have a future, like Usman Jang, who's just really young and inexperienced. But this is the 
time to develop, play these guys in a tight game like this that they have to find a way to win without their all-NBA score. It's tough. It's tough, and I'm super proud that they were able to do it. They, I have other like random thoughts on my personal analysis, like, oh, Detroit's size, what an issue. That's an issue in every game uh, without, a, without a guy like Chet out there. There's your Chet shout-out for this podcast, your token Chet Holmgren shout-out. But those are the big takeaways. The big takeaway is the development is happening in real time. It is happening to players that, that need it the most. I'm so happy that Aaron Wiggins was the guy chosen off the bench to really flourish with these other players. Like Aaron Wiggins was basically the only bench guy that got significant minutes and he deserved it. I Aaron Wiggins is awesome and does his best Kendrick Williams impression every night, basically hit huge shots. He had 19 points, four rebounds, two assists, Josh Giddy. We'll just start breaking out the, the box scores uh, before we wrap it up. Josh Giddy, not a super efficient night scoring, but he had 18, five and seven on six of 19 uh, from the field. Just missed a lot of, Close shots happen sometimes. They have a lot of size. Um, they a lot of times had two or three guys turning on him as he drove to the rim. So it happens. Then we had the other contestants player of the game, J Dub, 27 points, eight rebounds, six assists. That's when I would like to plug our friend Nick Crane's stat that he pulled. J Dub has 58 points on 22 of 35 shooting in the past 48 hours. Um, what a zesty, zesty stat. Um, I know the rookie of the year race is probably wrapped up. Like Paolo has been the number one option all year, but damn, I'm really proud of J-Dub for like keeping the pedal to the metal and putting the pressure on him. Uh, we at least know he's second, damn it. And he's our rookie of the year. He is our rookie of the year. Um, great, great performance. Um, he's just a guy you can trust in the clutch. I also do love what how josh plays in the clutch but uh j-dub is fantastic i was really happy to see the two of them close it out uh there at the end uh, a couple more box scores we got lou dort's bounce back performance thought he played great defense for the entire game um drew some really really needed fouls uh won that crucial crucial jump ball at the end that allowed the thunder to win it he had 20 points, six rebounds, one assist on seven of 15 shooting, uh, three of seven from three. That is a door stat line that we can all just lay our heads on and snuggle up to late at night. Just go to sleep on that seven of 15 stat line. Um, that's kind of what we want it to look like in the future. Probably not, probably not 15 shots whenever you have SGA and Chet out there also, but from an efficiency standpoint and the way you played tonight in general, uh, loved it. Really happy for him. Uh, I bet that was a fun game to be at. The crowd seemed to be really into it. But uh, a few more to go through. Isaiah Joe. Um, the rare uh, donut from three. Uh, he was 0 of 7 from three, Isaiah Joe was. And you know, you can't win them all, is all I'll say to that. But he was still 4 of 12 from the field, 12 points, 4 rebounds. We had Jay Will, who I thought had a fantastic game overall. 7.6 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, only attempted 3 shots. Uh, he was awesome. He hit 2 big 3s to start, I think, the 3rd quarter. Um, loved what I saw from him. Always matched up against a guy that was taller than him, but still did a really good job. 
Uh, like I said, drew like three charges, one of them being clutch at the at, at the end of the game. Um, really happy for all these guys. You'll see a group photo of them that Rob Perez put on Twitter floating around. You should go look it up. It's really wholesome. Really happy for everyone. Uh, it's very clear that they want this. They want to make the plan. They want this. And I think they'll get it. Uh, we can look uh, just ahead at the standings. I pulled them up. The Thunder are still firmly in the 10 spot. The Dallas Mavericks lost tonight, uh, which is awesome. So it puts a bit of distance between Oklahoma City and them. So Oklahoma City, 38 and 39 in the 10 spot. Dallas Mavericks in the 11 spot are 37 and 40 now. Um, tough. Tough for Dallas. They lost to the Sixers. Uh, so ahead of us, the Lakers won tonight against the Bulls. Pelicans, who have like a very difficult schedule, are 38 and 38. Um, so still some movement to see. Uh, really important game on Friday, like I mentioned. We shall see. That's against the Pacers. I need to see who is healthy on the Pacers. Let's find out together. They played the Bucks tonight uh, and allowed Drew Holiday to score 50. I believe he scored 50 points. 51 for Drew Holiday. That's tough. Let me go to the Pacers injury report. This is fantastic podcasting by me. Fantastic. Um, Here we are. We're almost there, everyone. Do not worry at all. Guys that play. Halliburton did not play. Uh, He has a right ankle sprain and left elbow soreness. Miles Turner also did not play. Left ankle soreness. That's something to keep in mind. That could be huge. Uh, Eamon in our chat really gets the theme of the whole podcast. Our feeling may shift every night, he says, but damn, I am glad to not be a Mavs fan. We can all agree. We can absolutely all agree. All right. We're wrapping it up. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this live stream. Thank the Thunder for putting me into absolute turmoil for two and a half hours tonight. Love it. Thank you all. Um, We'll see you on our Friday show. We'll see you on our Sunday show whenever we play the Phoenix Suns. Um, see you there. Thank you guys for listening once again. Check us out on your podcast streaming service of choice afterwards once I upload this bad boy. Adios, everyone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.